0: Welcome. You are listening to the Watchman Alert Radio Network, broadcasting as a voice in the wilderness. This is Warren Radio, and I'm the Watchman, Dana Smith. Welcome to today's show, and we are living by faith in the whirlwind of the last days. Now stay tuned for a great show and line up today from Warren Radio.
1: Welcome, greetings, and welcome to Remnant Battlelines Prophecy News Hour with the Watchman and Tower. Tonight on the show, open doors, persecution, religious freedom, Cuba, Christian advocacy, faith, and more on Warren Radio. Stay tuned for more on this later. It is Wednesday. The nineteenth day of september twenty eighteen and we are glad you joined us. I am Tower and we are covering the end of days as they happen. This is Warren Radio. The readings in the Word this week are found in Deuteronomy chapter thirty two starting at verse one through fifty two. Second Samuel chapter twenty two verses one through fifty one. And the New Testament portion is John chapter twenty, verses one through thirty-one. Go to Warren Dash sorry, Warren USA dot com, or Dana dot com. Also, Get Healthy Young dot com. To read the featured post by The Watchman, you can also listen to the radio shows. The featured post this week Our Hate is at the wheel, and American destiny before us. Make no mistake, here in America, hate is at the wheel. The nation and its American destiny lay before us. We are careening towards an inescapable truth. For many, it is damn the freedom, full speed ahead. Also, the redeeming truth. Ye shall hear it. The message of Mr. Trustwell Hope. The message of Mr. Trustwell Hope, so the parable. The anthem of heaven, the redeeming truth. Shall you hear it? The truth is clear how the fallen creature is fallen, but also how the risen Lord Christ has redeemed. So you can go to warn-usa.com, dana.glinsmith.com, or gethealthyyoungliving.com to read the featured posts and also listen to the radio shows. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash warnradio. We also have three Twitter accounts, hashtag watchmanis216, hashtag warnradio, Or hashtag WGS underscore watchman. And now I welcome in the watchman for our prophecy news hour, latest news, articles, and information concerning the days in which we live. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing okay, doing fine. And uh, today we are closing out uh, the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur. And uh, ten days from Rosh Hashanah or uh, the Day of Trumpets. But at any rate, um, we begin this, uh, uh, this week's broadcast, of course, in our advocacy, talking about the persecuted church and uh we open up this from the with uh, stuff from the assemblies of god world mission site the a g w m now we uh, i went to uh, graduated from the a g school and I'm well familiar with their mission so is tower we've known uh, a lot of uh, missionaries that uh, Were assemblies of God matter of fact the assemblies have one of the better Or they did at the time had one of the I would say premier missions programs uh, there were and there is and uh, We've also heard a lot about El Salvador in the past and how much trouble it was And you know, we begin this actually with a little uh, article, a little thing about uh, the missions outreach there in El Salvador. And, uh, Towery, do you have that? I do. Okay.
1: Um, this comes to us from Open Doors. I be- No, is this the one from?
0: The Assemblies of yeah,
1: God. Yeah, okay, sorry. It's called the Open Door Church. Despite being told our church could never have success because the people would not cross gang lines, we have found this not to be true. They um, were told that because their church is on the dividing line between the infamous MS-13 and the 18th straight gangs in Santa Ana, El Salvador. Just this past Sunday, we had our annual picnic at an off-site location. Praise God, there were there were with us were members of both gangs and their families in church, singing and later eating together. Our church has more than a 100 youths and about 125 children who attend our four weekly services. We've never had an issue other than a gang member who tried to hide from police in our church service. Unbeknownst to many who were there, the police simply walked in and took him into custody on the back row. And there our walls have never been painted painted with graffiti, and no one has ever tried to break in the church or rob anyone at our center of hope. we teach homework, reinforcement, English, computer technology, cosmetology, baking, cooking, and music. Hundreds of people visit our campus each week in our medical dental clinic at the church services the um the local area with with excellent care, charging a minimal price for the services. Those who can't afford it get get free care, sponsored by the church. The clinic's laboratory processes blood analysis and other tests. And they're the only clinic in the area. And they've also built 400 small homes for needy families over the years in these gang areas. And gang members have helped us build the homes. Isn't that amazing?
0: It is. And, uh, you know, I I found this story
1: encouraging.
0: The big, uh, you know, the big issue we have here, of course, and that is uh when do you cease to just be a social outreach and you start telling them that, hey, you can't be fighting, you can't be shooting, you can't be stealing can't and be things like drugs. that. Yeah. And uh so this is my only question. You know, it's easy to stop in and and do these things, but see you're trying to make inroads into an area where you don't normally are able. So uh this is this is the real big thing here that uh that I have a question with but uh, but the thing that I noticed in this is that uh, they said the violence in the area has dropped since they had opened a school there.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: And uh, they also adapted a prison ministry. So I, I mean, you know, when you think about it, this is a pretty big uh, outreach. I mean, they're doing everything they can. They're in prison. They got schools. They've yeah, got they, uh, um, retraining. You know,
1: they have a school. Um, their Hosanna School is only a few schools where student is one of only a few schools where students from different gang territories can attend class. And when I talked with local gang members about that, they told me, we know what you're doing, bringing others in, and we respect you. Just tell students to respect us and not to show or flip any gang signs. And they have 430 students from kinder, um, from kindergarten, I guess, through the second year of high school.
0: Kindergarten uh, four, they said. I don't kinder know four. what that is. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Maybe four years of age. I don't know yeah and they're they're taught um english and they and the bible from kindergarten on up that's good we you give know, them a free meal and help with uniforms and shoes and school supplies and books and they only have to pay four dollars a month
0: yeah well there's no doubt you know you have to uh get it to the point to where um you know, these uh, kids and these leaders in this uh, gangs can begin to trust the Lord. And, you know, getting them out of gang life, uh, you know, a lot of them get in there for security and for uh, belonging to something. yeah. And uh, they've had a lot of wars and violence and stuff in El Salvador. It has been one of the ones just like Nicaragua and the others down there. just been absolutely turned upside down with violence. So it, it's, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? You're just going to say, well, you know, we can't do that. But... Uh, y- you know you you got to go in and and say listen i'm going to come in i'm going to help your people i'm going to try to do some good and you know and they're they're talking about uh getting the kids uh you know the people to trust the lord And that's the beginning. Yeah, The MS-13 is one of the most infamous gangs. Now, I've heard of the 18th Street as well. I haven't
1: heard of them, but the MS-13, they're... Pretty bad. Yeah, they're horrible. They're one of the worst gangs I've ever heard about.
0: Well, in America, in, in the border, they're real bad.
1: Well, they even got them down south and back east.
0: Well, they got them in just about every every major locale uh, in America right now. Um, They've been hitting the news for some time. I mean, and, and, you know, when you talk about being in, in prisons, the gangs, you just, uh, I don't know. It, it, we've uh, got to the point where we've, we've lost, you know, a lot of, a lot of our kids. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's they, sad. Yeah, and you got to try to do something, you know. And and this is an inroad, so.
1: Yeah, you know. and a speed the light, which is a student um, program of the Assemblies of God. I I remember st- that that's for the teenagers, I guess. They yes, get into it is. speed the light, and they help raise funds to help around the, in all these missionary, in all these areas. Well, they've, they raised a lot of money and helped, uh, bring in needed equipment over there. And, um, they brought in three large trucks as well as two pick pickups we use to bring people from the area. So that's, that's good. Yeah. They help. I think the assemblies of God even has volunteers that go over and help build homes and things like that as well.
0: Well, you know they—they've always had that allowance to where uh, people in churches can uh, find a way to minister overseas like that. Yeah, they always have.
1: And even older people, where they can't get into the missions program through the Assemblies of God because of age, but they can go and help in these areas like building and yeah, training.
0: So at any rate, there is hope, you know, in an area like that, and that's yeah, that's uh,
1: really exciting. I think, especially where you have the the two gangs going on.
0: Yeah, and and you know, you're dealing with young people, and uh, if there was ever a group that you need to try to rescue, of course, when you get down in South America, a lot of the gangs are are young, you know. And just like in Africa, we saw that with a lot of these rebel gangs drafting young kids, even boys, young boys mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, you know, to make war. And uh, there, there is a movie that was on Netflix, I forgot the name of it, but it dealt with that trauma. And uh, they followed a couple of young boys that had been forced into that. And uh, uh, it's it's horrific what they had to go through. And uh, then they had to end up murdering and killing people. And it's just horrific. Well, at any rate, um, you know, we talk a lot about Pakistan and other places. We talk about um, how in the Muslim world we see uh, women and young girls, uh, uh, you know, repeatedly faced with... uh, all kinds of things, you know, and and one of the biggest things we've seen, and this goes without saying, in a lot of areas where there's Muslims, uh, you know, we, we've reported on it uh, out of Egypt a lot and in Pakistan. And this next story, um, you know, is one of those that uh, uh, was found on the Global Christian News site. It was just a short little article about a Pakistani girl Christian girl She had a suitor who was a Muslim and she refused uh, his marriage She didn't want to marry a Muslim and so uh, he threw her off the roof of a building and uh, uh, The family um, Of this young girl uh, She's in school ages 15 to 16 she was approached by a local muslim family who asked for a hand in marriage and and we've seen that before uh, and uh, these young muslim men will see a young girl and so th- they want the young girl so uh, if you get over in egypt a lot of times uh, these young young men will find someone to help them and they will grab the girl and rape her and force her into marriage Uh, Telling her that they will kill her parents if they she doesn't agree and many times the young girls will agree in this one here they uh, you know the young boy had spotted her and uh, You know really wanted to marry her and uh, uh, The family uh, went over and asked and uh, The girls family refused the proposal but the suitor continued to push her for marrying him and converting to Islam. She continued to refuse, and after uh, quite a while, he threw her for the second story of a building, and her spine was severely injured. Oh. She's in the hospital and will be permanently disabled.
1: And may may well be permanently disabled. Hopefully the Lord will heal her.
0: And the Muslim family uh, is reported to have tried to bribe the medical staff uh, to suppress the story. And police pressured the family to drop the case after they reported it, and uh, they say they now think that her suitor has been arrested. Good. But, you know, we we we've seen this time and time again in various forms: being raped, uh, kidnapped, and etc. And we've also seen it where many times the police will pressure the Christian family to drop the case, because it causes so much trouble among the other Muslims. And many times the other Muslims will get together with the people, with the ones who even done wrong, and they'll go after the Christian family, and even have been known to kill them, and even burn their homes or something, and run them out of the village. Pakistan is a terrible place for this to happen.
1: That is horrible
0: that's also where a B is uh, is in trouble and uh you know in another area now this is another area that we have a lot of a lot of issues with uh uh, and that is uh, now see El Salvador we started out with we haven 't run a lot of stories on that, but El Salvador, Nicaragua, and a lot of those, as I said, uh, have been plagued with a lot of violence and war there There are socialist and communist groups there that hide out and and uh, South America alone is known for premier violence uh Pakistan is known for a lot of persecution of Christians. Now, this next one, of course, is dealing with, um, you know, the fact that uh, you, you have uh, the, in Syria, and of course, ISIS, when they came in, uh, they went through Syria and into Iraq. Um, and then after they were kind of done with that and were were being fought and losing, they began to trickle back into Libya. They were always in Libya, and other were, were too. There was Christians that were even killed in Libya, as they went from Egypt into Libya to find work, and uh and ISIS got got a hold of them and slaughtered some, and. Uh, so what we have the big problem with now in in Libya among others is is the fact that uh, These people um, that are there um, uh, You know have a hard time making a living I mean they the, they have no food they don't really have a way to um, To live there because uh, as uh, we said when we talked about, uh, um, uh, for instance, uh, over in Kabani, Kabani, um, when they were done in this fight, uh, it was just absolutely pillaged i mean there there was nothing left just rocks and there was a few buildings that were whole it was um just a real pain and uh, that's where we where we run into trouble here you know is that these christians are trying to go back but you know they they can't um and and uh This has to do with this, and Barnabas Aid is actually uh, one of the ministries that uh, um, deals with Syrian Christians and trying to provide for them. Now, uh, the Christians come back. Now, this is a Christian man by the name of Nabil, who we're going to quote. He says, if we want to get married, there are no girls left. And he's living with a 65-year-old mother in northeastern Syria. And no that's, one else lives in their village. That's sad. There's just him and his mother, and there's nobody else in the village. Because most of them were, you know, they ran out, the ones that survived. Many of them have not come back because it's still dangerous. Um, And further, uh, according to Barnabas Aid and on-the-ground reports, there's about 10,000 Christians used to inhabit uh, 35 villages along the Kaibar River, but many have fled. Now, we reported on this at the time it happened. This particular area was known to be a Christian area. And uh, a lot of the cities along the villages there were all Christians and uh, most of them were almost all of them you know it was predominantly christian area in syria and under assad they were pretty much left alone now of course when uh, all this began to happen and isis began to take over they actually went up in the area and attacked the area they went into the Khyber area now when they do this uh by the time they did this they had had gotten a bunch of uh vehicles, they um, had a lot of Assad's weaponry, they had their tanks and trucks, they even took over an air base, was able to get some of the planes. Um, It it was a mess. So when these guys, now I don't know how much they had when they got to the Khyber, but they always were, by the time they got over even to Iraq, they had even American tanks and American trucks because the Iraqi army fled. So ISIS was able to get all these things and all these villagers, most of them, if they had anything, was an older rifle. They didn't have anything to really fight with. Now in Kabani it was different because a lot of the a lot of the stuff trickled over because there was stuff with the kurds they did have these things because they were always a fighting sect and they go way way back and, and uh, so 10,000 christians were basically run out of the area and that's exactly what isis wanted to do that was their goal yeah and so they go back when they do go back um you know uh, there's nothing there now. They reported in February, March of 2015 is when that they went through the string of villages, and that's that's about when when we reported it. And they said they took about 250 Christians hostages, and of course it was among some of these that uh, their priests even got beheaded because there was pictures of them going on. Um, and these Christians, eventually there were a number of them released. I don't know if they all got released or not because of the church, the Syriac church there, the Assyrian uh, church. And there's also the Chaldean church over in Iraq. They're, they're, they're Christians, every one of them. And they all date back, the Syrian church in this area, especially dates back to the time of uh, the Apostle Paul and the other apostles who were coming into the area now see the apostle paul actually did things in damascus for about 12 years before he ever went into the full-blown ministry but only after he saw peter and the boys down there and then he started going into what we know as the three main missionary journeys he went on a lot more but that's the ones we have in scripture and and so this is pretty much the way it is and of course uh um, this is why we we mention the fact that uh, while you're uh, living as a Christian in America, be sure not only to put your prayers up, but to give money to aid agencies that are helping Christians on the ground. Now, Barnabas Aid is just one of those, and. You know, you can specify with most of these aid agencies. You can with Barnabas Aid. And you can specify exactly like the Syrian Christians that are in the Christians who are in Syria who have returned. Uh, Because, number one, the villages are almost deserted, as the example get. Some of them are completely empty. And the reason of it is there's nothing there. Everybody's been run out. The churches have been burned, for the most part, or destroyed. The signs will all be destroyed. Everything in there would be pillaged. Everything in the homes are gone because the the fighters pillaged them. They went in and they took over these things. And... uh, you know there's no grocery stores there's no nothing left and there's uh you know they would have been bombed so most of the time all these buildings are in rubble there's hard to find good water it's just a mess so you picture america being totally bombed all your cities are in rubble there is no water source that's fresh there's no food all the go- dogs are gone because there's no food to eat Um, and, and this is the situation that these people are living in right now.
1: That's hard to imagine. And it's so horrible that all these Muslims are hell bent on destruction.
0: Well, they are. And, and that's nothing good. Yeah. And that's exactly why they were going into the area. They said that in the beginning. And, uh, so, uh, you know, this is, this is the one thing, you know, and, uh, And as we move on, we're over in India now, and a story from the International Christian Concern, more commonly known uh, on the site, on the web, as uh, persecution.com. And, of course... uh, you know, and, and this is this is the way it happens a lot of times. And in India, it's not Islam, it's Hinduism and radical Hindus. But most of the time, in all the years that we've been reporting this, it's not just radical Islam. It's everyday Hindus that are doing the persecution of Christians. And this is up in Uttar Pradesh in India there was a two-day spiritual retreat going on held by christians and of course at a retreat they go there to sing and praise god and everything else well the local hindus got mad they're getting too noisy they don't like them there and another thing they do not like the fact that these hindus are like the way they are so i mean these uh christians Well, they took it out on the group, and they attacked them. And three of their pastors were, three of the pastors were severely injured, Um, and the police were there on hand. Which we've seen this before happen in India and in Pakistan and other areas where the police are called and they're unable to do it. Mainly when they say the police arrived, you're talking about two or three or four officers and a crowd of like 50 Hindus or 50 Muslims or right. 300 Muslims. Yeah. And so the local police force has no power to stop 300 Muslims or, or Hindus. We've seen this time and time again. And even the local judges, even in Pakistan, uh, and even the the federal judges in Pakistan who've tried to make some changes can't make changes because of the local mosques local imams and the local crowds that become mobs and they end up killing and murdering and raping uh and uh and so they attacked him and uh, severely beat uh you know these pastors now if you get in the book of acts you're going to find the apostle paul and all of them in there uh, were faced with uh, many attacks not from Muslims not from Hindus because it wasn't there but from radical Jews from other pagans uh, and many times it was uh, the reason is is that these radical Jews um, got with the local group uh, of people there and uh, caused uh, them to rise up and go after uh the apostles. So this is this is part and parcel when we talk about persecution for the gospel. This is persecution. They are persecuted, they're beaten. That's what happened in Acts. This is and and many times Paul was even left for dead. They thought he was dead and later he got up and went back into the city. I mean uh it, it you got to be tough, don't you, Tower?
1: Oh, you do. And it and it just boggles my mind the evil and the wickedness towards God's people how it's ramping up and and how wicked they are and how hateful and it just drives me crazy
0: I know I well you know and that's the reason that you can tell that it's in the last days, right you know, because of the way it is, and and it's not just over here. I mean, uh, in in the areas we've mentioned tonight, but we see changes in America, uh, violent changes here. The people here today, just over Trump and and a lot of the things, and over this Kavanaugh and people criticizing Pence because of his Christian faith. And the people doing it are virulent Americans who hate this stuff, hate Christianity, and they seem to hate. Everything to do with anything other than what they are. There was a story I was reading today, and it was about globalism, and and they were uh, calling out uh, people to go do something to Trump and others uh, because he's going, he's uh, uh, you know uh, successful in stopping globalism. And this is, and these are people out Hollywood and other areas that were saying this.
1: Well, I think it was the governor of California. That That's says right. That's exactly needs, who it was. Something needs to be done to Trump
0: because he's doing the. In
1: thing. other words, he's putting the idea out there that they need to assassinate him.
0: Well, not only that, we we've, we've had it from a lot of Hollywood too, and the reason of it is, is is and the one thing with the governor was the globalism that that was being stopped. But uh, here's another problem. I have seen a. Um, A survey done on on a site, it was a conservative site, and it listed um, the immigrant or or the refugees that cross over the border, the highest spending, and the highest spending nation uh, taking care of refugees is found in California.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised. and
0: And it's in the billions, I think it was in the billions. It was higher, higher than anybody
1: else. Yeah, that's not surprising.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, this, this is the way it is. I mean, you cannot bring in the whole world into America like these globalists want to do. No. You need to get into their areas, rebuild it. You need to stop those who are killing everybody and rebuild it. Now, this is an almost impossible task. Nobody has the money. Nobody really wants to. So the solution, well, let's bring them over here because we're already built up. Then you ruin your own society. Yeah. turn it into
1: a third world country yeah
0: many of these people bring in everything they want they don't want your society they so so you have people that coming in and they'll bring in hinduism into america bring in muslim we've already got those here but uh, as long as you want to be you know an american and leave the uh constitution the way it is you're fine but what we find even among people today and and this is uh coming from governors uh, from other politicians it's coming from hollywood and they want socialism a major Un- a major figure in that stood up was talked about he says we we have to have socialism uh, that governor was talking about globalism i mean this is nonsense you know, um, Jim Carrey was talking about the fact that we need to do globalism. And then, um, you know, others were calling Jim Carrey out. I mean, Jim Carrey is worth 150 to $200 million, and this moron's talking about socialism. Either he doesn't understand... What socialism is. Socialism means nobody's going to be over anybody else. But I've yet to see it. Because if you look in all of the socialist uh, countries. There's always the rich socialists. Rich commies. And then you've got everybody else that lives on, on the poverty level. Mm-hmm. That's the way socialism and communism is around the world. And, and even in, in North Korea you see that. Uh, china 's the same way. You think... Uh, you know, all of the all of the communists over there and the leaders are doing without. No, they're leaders. They're bosses. They're living in good homes. And they have it over the rest of the population. Eating
1: well, it. dressed well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, socialism and communism, if you're an American and want that, you're an idiot. Yeah. Period. Okay. Uh, We've got to also, uh, we're going to be talking about another story. This uh, is related to Billy Graham.
1: Yeah, that's an exciting story. Yeah,
0: and uh, Tower's going to do that one. So go ahead, Tower. Well,
1: this is regarding the movie Unbroken Path to Redemption. It's a story about uh, Louis Zamperini. And I read that book. That was amazing. What all, Did you
0: read? I, I yeah, think I remember that.
1: It was amazing. All the stuff that he went through and he was in a prison camp during World War II and treated horribly.
0: Yeah, that's right. I remember that now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, Will Graham, the grandson of the famed evangelist Billy Graham, is playing his famous grandfather in the film Unbroken Path to Redemption. And as he was playing in that film it reminded him of the urgency and timelessness of the gospel and he said one of the things i learned from my granddaddy while i was doing this movie is the sense of urgency with the gospel and he said god's word transforms lives and he said my granddaddy would always say the bible says and that's what he was famous for He said, I loved learning about my granddad's sermons. He preached a lot different in 1949 than he did in 1999. But it was still the same commitment to the word of God. And he said he never slowed down. He was like a machine gun preacher. He would never take a breath. That's kind of funny. And um, this, after living as a prisoner of war in Japanese prison camp for more than two years Zamparini returned home suffering from severe PTSD. He was traumatized by his past, and he turned to alcohol for comfort and blamed God for his horrific experiences. And it wasn't long before his anger and thirst for revenge put him and his newlywed wife, Cynthia, on the brink of divorce. And Cynthia was hurting for her husband, and she wanted to help her husband, but she didn't know what to do because Lou didn't want to be helped. At first, she wanted to divorce him, and she just wanted to run away from it. And she said that would have been easy—just t- cut ties and be gone. However, just when all this ha- seemed to be lo- when all seemed to be lost, Cynthia attended a Billy Graham, nineteen forty-nine, Los Angeles crusade where she embraced Christianity. And because of her newfound faith, Cynthia recommitted to her marriage and her husband. And she eventually um, convinced her husband to attend a 1949 tent revival in Los Angeles, where the Reverend Billy Graham was preaching. And on the second night of the event, Zamperini became a Christian. And from that point forward, his entire life was transformed. And because of his newfound faith, he was able to forgive his captors And experience the peace and hope. He so desperately needed.
0: Now that is. What we do. Yeah. That is the gospel. And. uh, I love stories like this. Me too. Because you and I. Had the same experience. Yep. And. We've seen you know so many people over the years that you know had nothing and they needed God and somehow some way everything got healed everything was put right yeah they were now a christian and old things became new they were transformed
1: Amen. that's what god does
0: exactly
1: He's the giver of life and he transforms lives.
0: When Christianity becomes a mere religion, you've lost the power of God. That's right. Because what we have is the power to transform lives and to let people live a life abundantly overcoming their problems and situations. Now, having said that, we are in the world and... The world's going to hate us, the Lord says. And if we do suffer persecution for being his child, you know that can that can happen people, and that's what we what we talk about here on this program. but the bottom line of it is alcoholics, drug addicts, prostitutes, whatever you call who whatever the problem is.
1: God can change it all.
0: That's right. That's exactly right.
1: Yeah. And And this, this, um, Will Graham says that, uh, Cynthia had a hope that was contagious and it rubbed off on her husband finally. And it took him a while, but he went to the crusade. He hated everything about it. And when he tried to get out, he found himself walking to the front. And, um, You know, marriage is tough, but God can work out the problems in any marriage. And Will said, unbroken is a story of redemption, forgiveness, and hope, and evidence that God can heal even the most broken relationships. And he said, my granddaddy would be excited to know that they're telling the story about Louis Louis Zamperini and how God can change a marriage. They weren't the only ones, you know, that came to Christ in 49, but they were the epitome of it. That's for sure. That's exciting.
0: So that's a new movie coming out, Unbroken Path to Redemption. Yeah. And you can find out more about Unbroken Path to Redemption by getting online and doing a search for it. But uh, that's a great story. It is. Now, in the next uh, little thing, we're going to talk about China for a little while. And I've got two major things, but... uh, You know, the bottom line of it is we've been reporting on this, uh, you know, the subject of China and sanctions. You know, I've talked about China. I've talked about sanctions. I've talked about the fact that uh, China got rich off the back of capitalism. Yep. And it's the very capitalism that many people here in America despise and hate and want socialist ideals, which is stupid. Even that knuckle-headed young female that won the Democratic election and she she was a vowed socialist. Was
1: that in Massachusetts?
0: No, that was in New York.
1: Okay, well I knew it was back east.
0: And uh, you know the thing of it is, they had a picture taken of her about a week or two later and she was in a $3,000 suit.
1: You're kidding me. No. Wow.
0: According to the the picture because there was people that were upset that she's a socialist and was wearing a $3,000, 3,000 some odd dollar suit. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> now, of course, China was admitted to the World Trade Organization in 2001. And it, you know, there's always been concern over uh, the human rights and see for a long time they were leaving mao's china but this this new guy here that's in there i mean he's been in there for a while he's trying to take it back uh to mao and stringent communism and i was thinking that about that's crazy you, you don't know I, go back i was thinking about why he was doing this i uh-huh. was I was meditating on the Lord, and then I, I, I was intervening about some Christians. And when I got to China, I started thinking about that. And I realized why he is suddenly going back into China the way it was. Because he wants to control what everybody's doing in a social way. Yeah. And the reason he's doing that is because he sees the West as being decadent, and and full of chaos and problems. And if you look in America. You couldn't tell him. That America's uh, society is better than communism. Because we are in chaos. We have people that get there every day. And threaten the president. And uh, you know just about every day. I'm reading a story about threats to the president. Threats to you know his followers. You know people who believe in him. Uh, and so. This is a guy that, you know, he looks between communism, which they can control, and capitalism and the West. And he sees what happened uh, throughout the EU, uh, the UK. He sees what's happening uh, in America. And he says, enough's enough. I, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to go there.
1: Mm, That's interesting.
0: You know, so I believe that's the reason and so they've been confiscating crosses and 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 stuff and in uh there's a church here where um uh, they did that the local uh the local government went in and took uh, the painting of the last supper and took its cross oh, and uh you know the church's bad. pastor said they were never this severe before not since i started going to church in the 80s why are they telling us to stop and they've had nearly 50 house churches in beijing uh have reportedly encountered unprecedented antagonism since the beginning of the year. Wow. And they said even government-approved churches are feeling the pressure, and many rights groups warn that China is more repressive now than at any point since Mao's cultural revolution. And, uh, you know, and it's not just Christians, but uh, you can go to the... uh, Various Muslim groups and other religious groups. And they're all facing the same thing. They're cracking down. Now the biggest thing that makes no sense. See in America we've talked about Google. You're right. Google right now is developing a censored version of its popular search application. Which would allow China to mask the truth. About its treatment of, of Muslims and other religious communities.
1: Why would they do that?
0: Because it's money. That's, oh, that's why so wicked, and Google is is, is they're globalists from day one. Yep. Yeah. Now this this particular article is comes out of Twenty One Wilberforce, and uh, they work alongside a lot of other groups, but they're like Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch. And, uh, matter of fact, they're calling on Google and others to stop fueling uh, China's human rights abuses and anti-freedom policies. And they also call for sanctions on Chinese officials. And, and, and see, if you look at a lot of the Democrats, well, they don't want any sanctions on China. They think it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's no, it's, it, you know... W- I was looking through some pictures today from 2015, 2016, and earlier from Obama's reign. And I have all kinds of pictures to remind us of what Obama was like. And this is a guy that that uh, had a communist logo. This is a guy that uh, uh, doesn't have any problem with communism and socialism, although he'll tell you he's not a socialist. Right. He'll tell you anything. Right. So, you know, we're looking at now China now. The one thing that they are doing is drafting uh, a regu- uh, legislation that would uh, cover online actions. Now, of course, this is going to be what Google's going to help out with. And that is anything that you put online. Text, pictures, audio, video, internet sites, applications, forums, blogs, microblogs, public accounts, instant messaging, live webcasts. That's an article too. What they're doing, if you put up any kind of an article, any kind of a picture, anything that does not uh, fit what China wants, uh, then you're going to be in trouble. And... uh you know, even
1: if you're an American here in america
0: if you're in china you're going to be in oh. trouble this is this is for china
1: and google's helping with that
0: and and google yeah google's helping with that and see this is a social sharing thing a social um, uh, it it it's and it goes even further than this because there's other articles we were talking about uh That I was looking at from last week, even. Um, And uh, China is putting together a system of social grading for all of its citizens where they can regulate every. A minute detail of your life and of course it spreads out in the local areas where communist officials have a little report card on you and every citizen has a report card and every citizen uh, gets reported on and of course if you get in trouble enough they'll throw you in re-education camp or whatever you know but this is china
1: well i uh, the reason i asked that about that question if If you were in America and you'd get in trouble. Because I remember some time ago that people in America or in other countries posted things about the Muslims. And the Muslims really were after them. Wanting them persecuted.
0: Well, make no mistake about it. The things that China is doing and doesn't want are the very things that we're doing in America and it's okay to do
1: yeah
0: so uh and this is the thing I was talking to about uh, the copyrights and everything that the e u is doing they 're cracking down as well, which if that goes through that 's going to limit what you put on online and it mm-hmm. could very well stop you uh, from having any kind of a presence online it, it's it 's really right now the internet. Um, now see the devil needs the internet to do what he wants to do but he also needs it uh, not to be free and he's going you know the internet is going to be shut down as far as that goes and uh, and it just you know it just give it time Mm -hmm. and uh, of course now the Trump administration, some of his people, including Trump, are against the World Court. The World Court, you know, that has judges and everything. And Matter of fact, uh, we pulled out of that agreement um, under Trump, yeah, and that's good. saying that you have no business uh, judging any Americans in your justice system. That's right. Well, see, the problem of it is, you can uh, put us right back in if you had somebody like Obama, and they mm. just sign oh, us I back know. up. I know. But see, I've thought about this, you know, and and the, the bottom line of it is, is that if this ever goes through again, and all of these regi- uh, legislation from China. Uh, and it would also be, uh, you know, in all your Muslim nations, too. You know, they don't allow anything. Iran is well known. They they have uh, hung people for putting things online that they didn't like. Uh, and even if you had a Facebook page and you didn't put it on there, but somebody else did, you got in trouble. And yeah. I know of a case I, I reported on I remember
1: on it. that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did they,
0: they sentence
1: the, him to death? Yeah,
0: or? yeah yeah he was if I remember right he was sentenced to death but they see Iran does it so once this thing comes down in the and Europe follows in with their own brand and you have everything else going down even in America we have calls for for all this right now we have active Google Google today is helping China uh you know define their own thing and and uh you know, basically help to persecute Christians over there and other groups. Uh, Google is by this search engine. And see, Google also uh, has YouTube who is online. I mean, we know... You know they kicked off Alex Jones. They kicked off a lot of others, not just Alex Jones. And you have Facebook is doing it. Twitter's doing it. A lot of them are doing this kind of thing. So it's just a matter of time before everything is going to be controlled to the point. And this is where the devil the enemy, by the time the beast comes, uh, is, is going to have everything down to where you're not going to be able to buy or sell except you have a mark. You're not even going to be able to be online. You're not going to be able to do anything. And when you do get online, they will know who you are and you will not be able to visit anything that isn't good. You will not be able to write anything they don't like. You cannot post any pictures that they do not like. You can't just and this will also be you will not be able to as a christian to to act like you're trying to you know preach the gospel to allow others to become a christian uh they will have none of that no conversions no nothing it's not allowed there'll be one church there'll be one faith it'll be one thing that's where one
1: day one day god's word will be silenced
0: that's exactly where it's going well his word won't go get silent no uh, I mean, they will
1: try but
0: well we'll see the thing of it is. Uh, there will be a point uh, uh, the, the believers that are here they will be sealed. And they will be speaking the Word of God with, without impunity because they will be sealed and protected from the judgments. That's found in Revelation. But, uh, uh, you know, the bottom line of it is there's going to be a lot of people that are going to lose their lives for the gospel. That's, uh, you know, in the sealed judgments when we look in there. There's a time when even those who who are the blood is shed, that, uh, um, you know, that's over with. They're, they're, you know, so... God help us! You know we don't want this to come tomorrow, but you can see uh, everything formulating. Yeah, unfortunately, it's like perking coffee. You know, in the old-fashioned coffee percolator, when it stopped perking, you knew that the coffee was done. Well, our all the signs for for the end of days are here, and they're perking away.
1: Boy, they are.
0: Just depends on how strong you want that coffee in this case this it'll be real strong it'll be bitter. Mm-hmm. Remember the angel told John to take this little um book and eat it it'll be sweet to the taste and bitter, bitter in, the in the belly, the, yeah, this is because this is because the word of God is sweet, but yet he was having to preach a word that would bring bitterness to those who wouldn't receive it. So it it means judgment. It means God's truth and his gospel means there will be some that will not accept it. Even Paul said... You know, our message, our gospel, to some it's an aroma of life, to others it's an aroma of death to do not believe. We are in a struggle for the end of days, folks. That's all there is to it. We're coming down to the end. Go ahead, tower, and wrap up. uh, Say what you got to say. we got to get off.
1: Well, good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We love you. We pray for you. Please continue to pray and help the persecuted church. Join us tomorrow night. For Thursday's Battle Lines.
0: And don't forget. This is warn-usa.com This is our broadcast. We are an advocate for the persecuted church. You don't know what an advocate is. Just listen to a few broadcasts. You'll get the idea. Don't forget to like us. uh, uh, On uh, Facebook. Don't forget to. If you haven't been a friend with us. To be a friend. Um, Don't forget to uh, follow us. On our Twitter feeds. And don't forget to visit our websites. That's very important. We need you to come to our websites, warn-usa.com, danaglindsmith.com, read the articles, listen to the shows, and share them online in your social media. We need your help to get the word out. This is The Watchman and Tower. Good night, everybody. Good night. We love you. Shalom. We thank you for joining us today on WARN Radio. The Watchman Alert Radio Network. This is The Watchman, and for all of us here, Shalom, everyone. Sadie, See you again I don't on the radio. That
1: was an hour, Sadie Lady. My shady lady.